Hey folks, welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mason. This episode goes back to 2019 when we had Alex on the show um, talking about through hiking the Florida Trail and going by some of it, because some of it's on road, on a skateboard. I'd never heard that before. And if you haven't heard about the Florida Trail, it is, I've talked to a lot of through hikers about a lot of different trails around the U.S. and the world. And so many of them are so surprised by how great the Florida Trail is. And I know if you're not from Florida, if you know anything about it, it's very flat, it's swampy. You don't expect much. But what I find is those places you you expect the least from oftentimes are the most surprising. Like you, you expect mountainous areas, you expect certain parts of the country to be amazing. And when they are, it really just meets your expectation, which is great. Um, but I love when places blow my expectation out of the water in the sense of uh, awe and grandeur. Alaska is one of those places. Um, I'm sure the Himalayas are, and I've never been, but there's a lot of places I can talk about, and I'm sure a lot of y'all experienced. And I think Florida is one of those places. I, I live here, in full disclosure. I'm from here. I'm biased, but I absolutely love it. And I will say I've been all over the world doing adventures uh, I have had some of the most amazing wilderness experiences uh, right here in my home state within, you know, miles of my home as I have in other in Africa, for instance, or other parts of the world or the country. And I, I think it's an underappreciated area. And it's so amazing how much wilderness there still is here, how much diversity there is in the wilderness for as far as animals and plants and how tropical and um just unexpected the things you see are and how they just don't make, you know, headlines when it comes to stuff going on in Florida, of course. Um, very often the wilderness isn't in the news or, or, or in people's conscious about when they think of a place. But anyway, Alex is going to talk about that. I love this episode. And if you need something to do in the winter, um, the 1,300-mile Florida Trail is right there waiting for you. I can tell you all about it. It's a great group of folks that maintain it and and volunteer out there. And uh, yeah, I would say don't discount places that you don't think are adventurous just because uh, you don't hear about them much. Those might be the best places to go do adventures because maybe you're one of the only ones out there doing it. And I've found when I'm doing something unique like that, that can definitely add a lot to the experience. So before we jump in, uh, don't forget that we have a giveaway going on with XPED right now. All you have to do is click on the link in the show notes or go back a couple episodes to our giveaway alert. There's a link there. And then just sign up. It's like your email and your name and your shipping address in case you win. That's all you got to do. Um, sign up. They're giving away three sleeping pads to three lucky winners, and they are the best sleeping pads in the business. You will feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. They're amazing products. XPED, super high quality gear. I recommend anything they have. I have a couple pieces. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump in. All right, everybody. So welcome to the show. Uh, today, you know, we've heard a lot recently from through hikers doing, you know, the big trails, the, the popular ones, PCT, the AT, Continental Divide. Well, today we're going to talk about one of the lesser known, but still pretty long trail, the Florida Trail. 
um, with a guy that did it a pretty unique way. He brought a skateboard with him the, the whole time because a lot of it's, funny enough, a lot of it's paved. And that is uh, Alex Fote. Alex, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. So so you, you've you done some of the, the big, well-known trails. You said the PCT. Why, why do you choose the Florida Trail when you when there's just seemingly so many better trails out there? Uh, well, first of all, let me just say the Florida Trail is a great trail. Um, but uh, I am I am from Florida, so it was uh, high on my list to kind of hike my own my own state where I'm from. Cool. Where where in Florida? Uh, a little town called Stewart, uh, which is near the Ocean Lake Trail. Um, if you're familiar with that. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm I'm from a little town called Frostproof. Don't know if you ever heard of it. I actually haven't. <laughs> okay. That's a new one. I've heard of Stewart, but I'm not exactly sure where it is. Oh, it's a bit north of uh, West Palm Beach. Okay. All right. I, I'd say I'm, I'm close to like Lakeland, kind of between okay. Orlando and Tampa. Um, okay. Well, you're, you're pretty close to the Florida Trail then. Yeah, actually. Yeah. My, I live really close to it growing up and uh, didn't know oh, cool. a whole lot about it. So I'm, I'm actually super interested to get into like what it was like for you. And, uh, so can you tell us, was this your first big hiking experience or he'd done some of the other trails first? Um, I started out doing the long trail. That was my first through hike. And that that was about two years ago. And then this last summer I did the PCT. So those are my two through hikes, completed through hikes. And, uh, I've been section hiking the Appalachian trail for a couple years now, about a third of the way done with that. Oh, perfect. And when did you do the Florida Trail? Did you just do it this winter? I did it this winter. Um, I did... After the PCT. Yeah, after the after the PCT. <laughs> of the Triple Crown, I've not, I haven't done any of them. I've done parts of all of them, but uh, mm-hmm. the PCT just seems just amazing. Just awesome. Like every bit of the, the, the diversity, and it goes through all my favorite places. Man, to go from that to the Florida Trail seems like it would be, I don't know, a lot less fun. <laughs> uh, I think I think they're fun in completely different ways, but uh, I have to admit they're about complete opposite experience. Like they're completely different experiences. Uh, you can find two more different trails, honestly. Yeah, well, well, they're on opposite coasts and. To completely opposite terrains, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you give uh, us some stats on the Florida Trail? Like, what? How how long is that? Um, how long did it take you? Um, some stats. Okay. Uh, well, the through hike that most people do is around uh, one thousand one hundred miles, but there are about one thousand four hundred miles of um, other trails because. It goes around the Lake Okeechobee, east and west, and it goes around Orlando, east and west, and then there's the Ocean Lake Trail. So really, uh, the Florida Trail is um, a trail that's trying to connect as much possible hiking in Florida as possible. Um, so that's that's kind of nice. It's not like it's not even complete yet. They're still trying to add more to it. So really, the idea is to return uh, public land to people so that they can get in touch with it. Um, but some other stats, there's only about 21,000 feet of elevation change, <laughs> which is not much, uh, compared to other ones. Right, right. And the, the highest point is only 272 feet. So that's, that's not much either. 
Um, but I, I hiked the trail in 49 days and that's with like six on trail zero days. Um, but I did go home for two weeks, uh, around Christmas time. Uh, that kind of broke up my, my hike. And I also flip flopped. I started out in Pensacola and then I flip flopped after Christmas, uh, down to big Cypress and then met up where I had left off and finished in, um, the Suwannee river. What would you say your biggest impression was of the Florida trail? I totally recommend it. Um, I'll say you're never going to see the kind of wildlife and the kind of ecosystems, uh, anywhere else in America. Uh, you're going to see swamps, uh, crazy pine forests. Uh, you're going to go to the beach. Um, you're going to walk around a gigantic lake and, uh, the amount of birds that you're going to see is, it will blow anyone away. The, uh, the kind of wildlife that's out there with the alligators and the snakes and, uh, armadillos and just weird creatures. Um, even some animals from like Africa that have escaped people's uh, houses, <laughs> like pets that have escaped. Oh my gosh. Um, Is that like, there's just a bunch snakes? of weird stuff. Yeah. There's pythons and anacondas and the Everglades. I didn't see any of those luckily, but yeah, there's just a, it's a whole different kind of ecosystem than the rest of the country. And I imagine as far as hiking, there's probably a completely different culture around the trail. Like I know with the PCT and the AT, there's just this super ingrained culture with the Appalachian trail. Um, that that's really cool to be a part of. I guarantee that doesn't exist to that degree on the Florida trail. It's true. The, the culture doesn't compare to the Pacific crest trail or the AT. And on the first half of my entire hike, I didn't see a single hiker, uh, that was doing the Florida trail. Um, but there are, but there are a lot of, uh, diehard trail angels out there. So there's definitely a lot of volunteers. The whole trail is volunteer maintained. And, um, in some of the drier sections, you'll find a lot of water caches and, um, a lot of the trail angels will, uh, go out of their way to try to find you and help you out. So just probably because there's just so few people out there doing it. They really want to, if you're going to do it, they want to help you, help you out. (laughs) Make sure, make sure you can get it done. Yeah. I think, I think about a hundred people finish the trail end to end every year, maybe more now. Wow. So, so you said in the first half, you didn't see anybody. How about the second half? Did you see anyone doing the trail? The second half I started at the Southern terminus and hiked North. And so that was after new year's, which is kind of the traditional time that most people start out with. So there was a lot more people, um, definitely wasn't crowded. Uh, but there were, uh, people to hike with and, um, a lot more going on after new year's going North. That's, I would definitely recommend that. If you want to, you know, a more social experience, if you go southbound, you're going to be alone a lot. So, you know, you mentioned the wildlife being unique and it definitely is, man. If, if you haven't been to Florida, it's, it's a trippy place. There's so much going on with these just prehistoric looking alligators to the ocean kind of culture to just all the birds. There's like a, yeah, like you said, billions of freaking birds flying around and, unique trees and these ferns on the ground and cypress trees. It's, it's really cool. It's really unique. Um, but I I guess as far as an experience did it, did it feel like the same adventure as some of these other longer trails you've done or did it, I don't know. Did it, did it feel the same as far as this is a true adventure? 
Um, if you're looking for a true adventure, I definitely think this this is a, a true adventure. <laughs> uh, the amount of uh, uncomfortable situations and the amount of uh, thrilling experiences um, is there's just as many on this trail as anywhere else. <laughs> I, I mean, not a day went by that I wasn't like uh, freaked out <laughs> by something or uh, you know. There's definitely a lot of scary experiences with uh, poisonous snakes and um, really intense weather um, and, uh, just, you know, alligators pretty much all the time. So many alligators up in Florida. What about people? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's, you know, one of the one of the things I think people should really understand before they start the Florida Trail is that um you're going to be hiking through a lot of uh, wilderness areas with hunters. And so uh, they might be most of the people that you'll, you'll encounter on trail are people with shotguns and rifles and sidearms and stuff like that. So uh, one of my uh, more infamous stories of the trail, I was walking out of the Wasilla River um, because it was, it was really flooded. It was like water up to my belly button. So I walked out to a road and as I'm walking towards this uh truck with some hunters one of the hunters says to me uh, uh i just want to let you know you're lucky to be alive right now i had you uh i had you uh in my sights i was ready to blow you away uh you weren't wearing enough like blaze orange uh so like you're lucky to be alive kid <laughs> oh my gosh i mean what a weird thing to say <laughs> yeah i was like uh thank you um i don't know if he was messing with me or something but um I would say like 90%, 99% of the people aren't like that though. I think he was just kind of an asshole, but, uh, yeah. So you're sharing, you're sharing, um, a lot of the places with, with Floridians and Floridians as probably a lot of people know are infamously crazy. Let's take a quick message break and hear from the folks that help make this show possible. That is plenty of that for now. Let's get back into the episode. It just does seem to be pretty concentrated in Florida. And I just thought like, yeah. wow, this is this is weird. This isn't normal. And yeah. Go back I go back home with this new perspective and uh I will say, man, any any time I do an adventure in Florida, I do feel like I'm one of the only people out there, which is a cool experience in a, in a way. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a whole different place once you go about 20 miles inland i mean the beaches and the shoreline that's where all the population density is and then once you get inland even just a little bit besides orlando it's it's just uh, a whole kind of redneck vibe <laughs> oh, feel yeah. bad saying that <laughs> hey dude i i'm i'm from polk county my family is there's a lot of rednecks in my family and they're very proud of it and i, I love them to death but it's a it's a yeah. vibe that a lot of people don't realize is in Florida. Were you surprised by the amount of hunters that were out there? Because I find a lot of people don't look at Florida as a as a hunting location, but it is a huge culture down there. Um, I wasn't too surprised. I had done the Ocean to Lake Trail uh, a year prior, and um, we saw a lot of hunters out there. So I kind of knew I knew they were out there, but I wasn't expecting you know to. Uh, be aimed at <laughs> golly man that is too crazy so tell us about uh what what did you do why did you decide to uh to skateboard so much of the trail um is that something that you 
just wanted to be unique about, or you saw it as like an efficient use of energy and time? Um, I guess coming off of the uh, PCT, it was, you know, such a long journey and I really missed my skateboard a lot doing that trip. So I thought this, the novelty of bringing it with me would be kind of, uh, fun. And, um, I had just heard a lot of people say that the road walks were, were pretty long on the Florida trail. So it just kind of made sense in my head. I don't know if I would recommend that other people do it, (laughs) but, um, for me, it worked out pretty well. Um, I also, I was able to kind of, uh, you know, do tricks in my free time if I found a, a special spot. So, uh, the kind of idea was to, was to hike and then also film tricks as, as, as I was able to. You don't, you just don't see many through hikers with the skateboard. I mean, if, for, of course it's not possible on most trails, <laughs> but the Florida trail, I guess, has that unique ability. Um, wow. That is too funny. So, so did you, did you ever get to the point where you just tired of carrying it or was it like, no, this thing's pretty useful? Uh, it was honestly pretty useful. Um, the only time it was really stressful was, uh, if you had to bushwhack pretty hard, it could get tangled up pretty easily or like, you know, wedged between cypress trees or the other times would be if I, uh, was skating and I just like, you know, H and fell really hard because, uh, you could, you could injure yourself pretty easily skateboarding, obviously. (laughs) Did you have to replace any parts on it or was it good to go for the whole hike? Um, I made a couple choices to switch out some wheels and I switched out the board after Christmas just to kind of keep it a little fresher. Um, but yeah, it was, I tried to make an ultralight skateboard at first, but that didn't work out at all. Uh, skateboards are just really heavy. Mine was 5.2 pounds. Oh man. Yeah. For a backpacker, that's a, that's a lot of weight to commit to, uh, a, a vessel a, a vehicle. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a lot to commit to, but um I was able to do like a few 40-mile days on the road walks. Um so it you know, it paid it paid for itself. I right, yeah, yeah, so with with a full skateboard day you could do like 40 miles. Um I think I could probably do farther. I didn't even really have to try that hard to do 40, honestly. I think I was doing 40 before like 3 o'clock. Wow. Um, it would just like kind of just didn't feel like going anymore. <laughs> I bet you could do a 60 or a 70 if you really got up early and skated all day. Man, that is something. I did not know that, man. That's like a day on the bicycle, honestly. Yeah, I guess you could think about it that way. I mean, people go really far on bikes, and you can go at least like 10 miles an hour pretty consistently. No, that's pretty fast. Probably like six miles an hour pretty consistently on a skateboard. Wow. I know that for, uh, I don't know, for bike trips people kind of shoot for between 50 and 100 miles most people settle on like 70 80 miles a day so dang to do that on the skateboard is pretty efficient exactly yeah and then you don't have to drag a bike to the woods or the swamp either yeah wow so you know with with the florida trail um i you know i just feel like it's going to be more popular as through hiking continues to get more popular because more and more people are just going to want to do things that are a little out of the box um, what, what were some of the things that really separated Florida uh, from the other trails you've done as far as maybe, um, did, did you feel more like a trailblazer or anything? Did you feel more like alone or lonely? I mean, what were some of those unique aspects of it that you maybe didn't foresee 
when you were first starting to plan this trip? Um, well, I guess one thing that makes it really unique is uh, that you can you can hike it in wintertime. So where most people are, you know, planning their hike, their next three hikes, you can be hiking pretty much like October to people are finishing now and it's, it's March. Um, so it's a great wintertime trail. Um, and sorry, what's the question again? Uh, what makes it different? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, just what makes it different? Well, what's, and then maybe what were some of the things that you just didn't foresee being a part of it? Were, were a part of the trail or part of the trip. Another thing is that you wouldn't expect it, but the Florida trail can be really cold if you're hiking it this time of year or, um, you know, February. Um, I woke up with uh, frost on me quite a few times. The water that you're walking through is also very freezing. So if you're walking through a swamp and it's 40 degrees outside, that's some really cold water. And there's not really a way to see that coming. Um, and you can't really get around it. You just have to walk through water so much. And uh, when it's cold, it's pretty uncomfortable. You're not going to wear like a wetsuit or something like that, obviously. <laughs> no. Yeah, the cold the cold down there is bitterly cold because of the moisture a lot of times. People don't realize that. A 30-degree day in Florida is terrible. Yeah, I mean, the whole panhandle, you're basically almost in Georgia. Yeah, and, and Georgia gets, you know, bitterly cold, bitterly cold. Yeah, ask ask any Appalachian Trail hiker starting nowadays if they're <laughs> exactly. if they're warm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, really. I mean, we've got some people that listen to the show that are on the AT right now, and they're posting pictures, and it is just like a looks like a blizzard going on. And golly, and that, yeah, you're right. At the top of the Florida Trail, the northernmost portion, you're just probably an hour's drive from the border, if not closer. Yeah, and. I don't think anyone hikes the Florida Trail in the summertime because then it's it would be um, deathly hot. That'd be another another thing. I, I'd be amazed if someone did it in the summertime. Oh man, yeah. Now, now is it bikeable? Do you know? Um, I don't believe so. Um, there, there's just no way you could bring a bike through some of those areas. <laughs> You'd have you to carry a, a bike above your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, or you got like I don't know. You could float your bike somehow. I mean, how, how is the scenery, you know, because you can't see as far. I've done plenty of hiking in Florida. It's these beautiful open, like pine forests, these huge oak canopies, and then these swamps and just, you know, scrub oak forests. What, what, what do you think about the, uh, the beauty on the trail? Uh, some of the beauty is pretty unrivaled. I mean, the, uh, the live oaks, um, there are these, this type of oak tree where the branches, they just dip into the earth and then shoot back up again. And they just do all these crazy kind of like architectural shapes. They're amazing trees. And then you get to go walk um, the beach around Navarre and Pensacola. And that's just a world-class beach. It's, you know, white sand, soft as baby powder. There's no real condos or anything. It's just a wild, wild beach. Um, that was an amazing part. And then probably my favorite section was around St. Mark's, which is really in the Gulf of Mexico. Almost it dips down to the, to the Gulf for a second. And, um, I don't know what it looks like. Maybe it looks like Vietnam or something. It looks, it looks totally different than anywhere else in Florida or, or America for sure. Um, then also you have big Cypress down in the Everglades and that's just a whole unique 
sort of vibe too with these huge cypress domes. I mean, I know we don't have mountains, but you have these huge domes of cypress trees that stand up on the horizon um, and they look like mountains the way they form. So there's some really interesting stuff. And then you also have the sinkholes and the, um, the springs in Ocala and, and Juniper Springs. So there's just all sorts of weird geography in Florida. A lot of limestone karst geography on the, on the Suwannee River, too. Um, so it's just ecologically super diverse uh, in a way that you probably you're not expecting it. It's an incredibly tropical place down south, and then it transitions into this, like you said, almost like into Georgia. And not only that, but you're kind of intersecting northern Florida with where you go on the beach on the trail, and it's actually hiking on the beach, which has to be just such a cool experience. Yeah, I think that makes the northbound experience probably more worth it, because uh, then you're, you're finishing on the beach and that's that's pretty awesome it's a great place to finish if you're going nobo yeah de- and definitely like a florida-esque you know <laughs> yeah it's so it's so appropriate it's it's really it's got a great northern terminus for sure so, so what are the more mundanes of the florida trail mundane parts of the florida trail compared to maybe a mundane day on the pct how do those differ um i don't know i guess it depends on what you consider mundane, but I guess maybe something you'd have to expect is the trail goes pretty close to Orlando, so you do a bit of an urban hike around there. Um, so you're you know you're walking past strip malls and kind of like major pieces of infrastructure, um, which I think for most people would probably like kind of bum them out. But um, as a skateboarder, it made it uh, kind of nice because uh, I was able to just skate right through Orlando and. I did a lot of tricks in that area, and um, you can also eat anything you want, which is yeah, uh, another another great part of the trail. Maybe it's mundane, but um, on the Florida Trail, you don't really need to carry more than two days of food ever um, if you're hiking fast enough. So that that made it really nice. So you're you're able to eat um, a lot of like Whataburger or like some of these. Uh, southern cuisine things a lot of fried food unfortunately um but there's there's a lot of opportunities to eat town food it's not going to be like a complete wilderness experience like maybe somewhere in alaska but those types of experiences can be really just awesome in their own way i've definitely had trips that were more i don't know closer to communities that made it easier to resupply but they were just still stick out in my mind memorably as just as awesome as some of the more extreme trips, you know, I don't know how yeah, it's yeah. for you too. It's definitely like logistically uh, a very simple trail, which is nice. You don't have to stress out about your mileage or um, how much your backpack weighs. So if you have your gear dialed in, then your back, your backpack's going to be pretty light. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think more people should do it then or more people should look into it for a winter option? Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone should do it. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of like the, the Florida trail association, um, they would love to see more hikers on it. Um, I think everyone would love to see it get used more. Um, there, there's tons of day hikers out there. Um, it's more, I think we, we aren't seeing enough, uh, through hikers, but I'm sure it'll change. Uh, hiking seems to be taking off nowadays. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's growing, man. And uh, people just are wanting, they're wanting less stuff in the outdoors, 
like more less engines mm-hmm. to take care of and, and, and machinery to go play on and, and more simple human powered ways of experiencing the outdoors. And so hiking has really seen a huge growth in the last decade, really, but especially in the last few years. And, yeah. um, you know, this I think is, it's great. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I love it because, you know, it's not loud. It's not like I'm glad airboats aren't taking off. You probably haven't heard enough of those out there on the Florida <laughs> Trail. You know, those things are loud as hell. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of airboats uh, in the southern half. And uh, the other thing you get to see out there is uh, swamp buggies, which oh, uh, they're yeah. kind of kind of annoying because they just uh, shred the earth up. So, you know, sometimes you'll be walking in uh, some tore up swamp buggy you know atv course basically florida is such a weird place just (laughs) yeah you're right there's these monster trucks essentially that are like two stories tall and you sit on top and peer out over all the swamp and they have these tires on them that are like tractor tires and it just you're right it just destroys the land underneath it and it's just such a strange thing you know what i mean like where else do those exist it's a weird place. Yeah, it's it's really weird. I I would probably normally be bummed on that, but then I also have to be thankful that those people are letting the hikers kind of hike through their property. So you have to kind of like deal with it because if it wasn't for those people in the swamp buggies, you might not have the opportunity to be hiking through that area. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, man. That's interesting. So, so how did uh you know since you got to see more people than you usually would as far as like a um connect with more communities than a lot of trails, um what, what did you tell a lot of people what were you you were doing and what was the reaction most of the time when when people found out you were through hiking the Florida Trail and then you had a skateboard on your <laughs> backpack too? Yeah, it's a bit different because uh, there's not that sort of a trail town sort of vibe like on the AT. So most people have never seen a hiker, um, in that area or a person, you know, with like a, you know, a backpack, like they're seriously trying to like camp day after day. So I think a lot of people think you're, uh, like kind of like a vagabond or a homeless person. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, so you do have to kind of explain yourself like, yep, I am a Florida trail hiker and it's uh, this trail that goes from Pensacola to Big Cypress. And um, most people are pretty freaked out by that thought because um, it is like uh, it's a pretty far out idea to hike the whole state of Florida. Floridians definitely would have a, a frame of reference how how difficult that would be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's something that doesn't cross most people's minds ever that that's even a possibility much more so when there hasn't been a culture built around it yet i mean we 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 talked to a guy a couple weeks ago he 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 was paragliding from mountain to mountain peak in in alberta in or actually it was british columbia and he would paraglide down to a gas station and resupply everything he needed people were like what are you doing and he would tell them and it was like they didn't even know what to say. So they were like, oh, cool. And he was like, there was just no way for them to grasp what I was actually doing because it's so huge, such a huge trip. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, for that's people in Florida, like it's really hard to, <laughs> people just don't do that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's not normal. So when you say I'm walking literally 1,200 or 1,100 miles, they, I, I, it's mind boggling. Yeah, I mean, you might as well be paragliding out here. Or something. <laughs> right. That's crazy. 
<laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. It, it, I think it's hard for people to believe that there's a trail that's close to 1,500 miles in one state. That That's more than half the length of the AT, and it's only in one state. Yeah, exactly. It, Florida is a big state, so you got to give it credit. You got to show it some respect for sure. It's not It's not a short trail, although people can do it pretty quickly because there's a lack of altitude. Um, but there's certain places that will just slow you down a lot. Um, I know this year, I think there was like three FKT attempts and, uh, no one, no one was able to, uh, even finish their FKTs, uh, finish their through hikes because of, uh, the challenges that, that were, uh, presented to them, unfortunately. Do you, what are some of the challenges that are, that are unique to it? Let's take a quick message break and hear from the folks that help make this show possible. That is plenty of that for now. Let's get back into the episode. Um, well, this year uh, was a exceptionally hard year, I would say, for the Florida Trail because of uh, Hurricane Michael and the Panhandle. So I'm sure most people were, are aware that that happened this last summer, but uh, it devastated panama city beach um and so a lot of the trail was what i would consider completely unhikable i mean you could try to do it but i know a lot of people were road walking or taking alternates around some of that devastated area but um imagine an entire pine tree forest just all folded down just every tree broken um huge trees just all on their sides so that's, to me, I would not want to bushwhack, you know, 50 miles through um, a trail entirely made of blowdowns. So that was, that was pretty tough. And um, then around the Wasilla and the Suwannee River, uh, there was so much rain that uh, the trail was, was flooded. I mean, you know, your typical blaze, like on the Appalachian Trail, is usually at like eye level or around your face. Um, some of the blazes that I saw were almost underwater. Uh, so when I saw those, I was like, I'm not walking in that. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go around. Um, cause you, you would literally have to swim. So I think that made it, that made it pretty tough this year, but that, but that's, that's not typical. That was, um, that was kind of a seasonal rain. So I think, I think the water has gone down, um, since that. Um, but yeah, things like that could happen for sure. Man, we just around the first of the year, my wife and I drove through. She she lived in a near Apalachicola when we met um, on yeah. Saint George Island, and we drove through that forest right there um, near Saint Mark's. And holy cow! It she she was crying because it was where she used to always go hiking uh, out in Tate's Hell, and uh, mm-hmm. it was just like you said, it was like ten fifteen feet off the ground, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pine trees broken off and laying down. It looked like, like a crop circle of giant trees, like where they all just been bent over at the same place. Perfectly. Yeah. Facing the same direction. And that's already uh, supposedly the hardest part of the Florida trail too. So it just got, it it just got even harder. Uh, it's uh, infamously swampy. The Bradwell Bay swamp is, um, I think, I think it's kind of always wet in that area. Um, but this year, I mean, I'm sure it was just even worse. I, I hiked around Apalachicola, or actually not hiked, I skateboarded uh, to Tallahassee and then shot down to St. Mark's because uh, I, 
I didn't want to go through all those blown, blown down trees. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't blame you one bit. Jeez. I had to ask this cause we've been talking about how kind of strange Florida is. And, uh, <laughs> I've had a, I've done a lot of like weekend trips and growing up, you know, just a lot of camping in Florida, and that was where kind of my love for the the West and and the nature was built. And I have to say, man, I had this really weird view of the wilderness um, growing up there because how just strange Florida is. Anytime we went way out in the woods or went, you know, on a kayaking trip down some real remote river or a hike or backpacking trip. We always ran into just something super bizarre, like some old abandoned <laughs> like crack house or meth lab to I remember one time I was running I, I just we were hiking through the woods and we ran across this couple that looked like they were from another planet. They were so like strung out and it was really freaky and like looking back, it was funny because it scared us half to death, and they were cool, but you could just tell they were living out there, and then like thirty miles from anything, it felt like. Um, did Did you see a lot of that? Because there are shelters and stuff along the trail. Did you run across any just you know bizarre characters that made you uncomfortable, or uh, just weird stuff in general? Um, luckily, I didn't have any dangerous encounters with that except for like the gun thing <laughs> um but i did uh, i ran into one guy once yeah i was doing a road walk and i saw a tent set up um kind of like right off the side of the road so i thought that's kind of odd and i i still like i said earlier i hadn't seen a single hiker yet so i walked up to the tent and i just kind of said like hey are you a hiker and this guy's like oh, oh hey yeah one second he came out of his tent we talked for a while. Um, he was wearing, you know, blue jeans and a vest. So I kind of got the idea that he wasn't a, uh, through hiker. And we started like talking about the map and where we were. And, um, he thought he was a hundred miles away from where we actually were. Um, he was so far away. He was so far away from where he thought he was. Um, so I'm glad I ran into him cause I could, I was able to kind of orient him a little bit better. Um, but uh, that was a different that was a different situation, and he actually warned me about you know the kind of people you're talking about. Um, there's a certain thing in Florida called the Rainbow People, which I, <laughs> I guess they are kind of like a community um, that lives on public lands, and I think for the most part they're supposed to be nice. They're kind of like ex hippies. But I guess they have a reputation of having some bad apples in their community, um, people who, you know, do hard drugs and um, maybe steal. Uh, so I know that they're out there and I know some other hikers uh, encountered the rainbow people. So, yeah, you got to be aware that that's that's out there. Dude, that is so good. My, I remember my dad telling me about the rainbow people. That is <laughs> yeah, so, they're, they're real. like the rainbow family or something. That is, that is crazy. I, I, I've heard of them being out in like Ocala National Forest. He used to warn me out in Lakeland. He goes, man, you, you, I love to trail run or used to and bike. And he's like, man, be careful out in those woods particular because there's, there's all kinds of weird, weird people out there. And sure enough, you'd hear stories every once in a while of things coming out of there and crazy stuff happening. Yeah, definitely. I think Ocala uh, is where the, the Rainbow Society resides. 
Man, people, Florida, what a place. What a place. <laughs> it is so unique. Yeah, super unique. <laughs> definitely thrilling. It definitely gets me excited to, to try to do it because, you know, what else are you going to do all winter? And, you know, and everyone's waiting on their, their, their trails to thaw out. This would be great for through hikers to stay in shape, to, to stay fit and active and um, have a totally unique experience. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, another thing I thought was really great about the Florida trail is, um, the kind of hiker that wants to attempt it. Usually they have a couple of through hikes under their belt. So you meet a lot of, um, really accomplished backpackers out there. Um, and that was just a pleasure to talk to people that have done other trails or, you know, maybe you ran into a couple of people that I met on the PCT, uh, in Florida. It was, you know, unbelievable. Hiked with this guy, Lorax and he, and he had done the PCT uh, the same time as me. And I think I met him once out there. Uh, so that was really cool. So just like, yeah, talking to backpackers on the Florida Trail, um, you're going to have a great time talking to the other hikers. Uh, yeah, that you'll have a good time talking to the seven other hikers that you see on the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, man, I, I'm just playing. So, so, so was the trail easy to follow? Was it, you know, uh, uh, well marked? Because it seems like it's probably a conglomerate of all sorts of trails. Um, the Florida Trail is surprisingly well blazed. Um, the volunteers that maintain it, uh, they do an especially good job just because the landscape uh, changes so quickly between storms and the kind of the natural decay of the woods, it has to be maintained a lot more seriously than, than other trails. So at some points you might even consider it overblazed. Um, but I understand that's just because uh, things, things fall down so quickly out there. <laughs> That wet, hot sun, man, can can destroy. Exactly, yeah. But unfortunately, uh, it's it's quite easy to follow. Um, definitely enough blazes out there for anyone. That's awesome, man. So, so any, any other stories that you have that are just kind of funny or unique from this experience that uh, kind of stick out to you? Um, one thing that I, I wanted to, to mention is, uh, you know, I, I carried a skateboard uh, the whole trail. Um, but this other hiker, uh, I believe his name was the mayor. He carried his blind dog on his shoulders the whole trip, which I think is just so cool. How big was this? Yeah, dog? it was, uh, I think it was one of those, uh, Shiba Inus, the Japanese kind of dog. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, just this adorable poor dog with no eyeballs and, uh, he just carried it around his neck and, um, he brought it from Everglades all the way to Pensacola. And I think he finished like just a couple days ago or something like that. But, uh, wow. his dog's name, his name was Katana, the dog's name's Katana. And, uh, following his hike on Instagram was, uh, was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, I think it's cooler than bringing a skateboard, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't ride the blind dog, but yeah, I mean, no, no. <laughs> um, but that was really special. Um, that is cool. So good. Good job to him. I think that's great. Yeah, man. I, I hope the dog enjoyed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably got yeah. like, what are we doing? I'm sorry. I'm tired of getting on your back <laughs> every day for God knows how long. <laughs> yeah. That's, pretty... that's awesome, man. Any, anything else? Any other encounters? I mean, did, did you, you said you saw a lot of gators. Uh, that's got to be a trip. Um, yeah, I would say the scariest um, situation um, 
not not actually dangerous, but um, I'm like about your actually I don't even know if I should say this because it's kind of a spoiler, but somebody left a styrofoam alligator on the trail, kind of in a blind spot. So you turn your head, and there's this uh, what you think is a real gator, just right next to you, and uh, it scared the shit out of me. Uh, I think I think. <laughs> I think a lot of people got the crap scared out of them by that thing. Um, I, I, I don't want to make it a spoiler, but that was that was a good one. <laughs> wow! You know what's funny is I saw a picture of that. Um, yeah, there was a picture online, and I was like, "That is that really right there? Did they catch that right there?" And uh, of course, it was. It must have been that fake because it looked it looked terrifying. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And then you know, it's just the gators in general are awesome. I, I remember at one spot on the Kissimmee River, um, I went to go down there to get some water for the evening, and I looked out there, and it was like, I don't know if it's like that video game, but it was like you could walk across their heads. There were so many alligators, and one of them took off, and it was like a boat wake in the water. It must have been like a twenty foot gator or something. It was massive, and. Definitely made me a little bit nervous getting that water that night. As it should, man. Those things they they, they demand respect. Um, it looks yeah. If you've never seen an alligator up close, it, it looks like a dinosaur, li- alive yeah. and, and and breathing right in front of you with the power of. of oh, oh, speaking of which, I was going to say the power of like a mountain lion. Did you see any Florida panthers? Um, unfortunately, the only one I saw was in a uh, Billy's Swamp Safari, which is kind of like a little zoo in the Everglades, and it was in a cage, and it was uh, pretty pretty fat and lazy. <laughs> okay, well, but I, hopefully that was the only happy. one I saw. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I didn't expect you. They're very, very rare to see. There's only like twenty of them or something. Yeah, I know. I know that they've been spotted though. They're out there supposedly, so you might get lucky. Obviously, I'm homesick for it, but it looks like just such a cool, unique experience. Like, I, I, I don't know about you, but um, any anytime I do something that feels like uh, maybe a little lesser known, it feels more adventurous than doing something that's popular and established, and that is something that lots of people do. So I've, I've done bike trips, and, and if I do a trail that other people have done, or if it's an event especially, I don't know, there's this, this totally different aspect when you know that you're maybe one of only a couple people doing that at the same time. So I can imagine that this trail gives you that sensation. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a, a certain kind of camaraderie with uh, any other hiker that you're going to meet out there. You're going to really get each other. <laughs> Everybody out there was so nice. It was just so cool to talk to people out there. Wow. That's so cool. Well, man, if you don't have anything else uh, you'd like to share, I, I just want to say thank you. Um, being on the show and thank you for uh, taking the time to talk about it again oh my pleasure yeah great great talking with you and uh, everybody check it out check out the florida trail check out the florida trail do not sleep on the florida trail because you're gonna be bored as heck one winter and need a trail to do and this will be (laughs) the only one not completely frozen over (laughs) exactly (laughs) well cool so so uh uh, last question is there anything you've got going on on your horizon that's going to be Adventurous coming up, and uh, how can people follow you and get a hold of you? I am about to start doing some more section hikes on the on the Appalachian Trail, and I'm also trying to section hike the uh, New York Long Path uh, this year. Uh, that that goes from New York City, where I'm living right now, uh, up to the uh, Adirondacks near Albany. 
So I'm looking forward to starting that soon. Um, and then if you want to follow me, um, I'm on Instagram at Alex Fote, Fote spelled F-O-G-T. And I also have a hiking blog called freefreakshike.com. And um, we have a pretty sweet um, skateboard hiking hybrid video that you should check out and kind of a little uh, write up of the trail. And I, I do that blog with uh, my hiking buddy, Jake, who I did the PCT with uh, this last summer. So check that out. Cool, man. Yeah, I watched that little uh, video. That was great. And I was like, oh, man, I totally need to talk to this guy. This looks fantastic. What a cool way to <laughs> incorporate another passion, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was fun to make. Good. And, and, and Sorry, what did you say the trail was you're doing in New York? Uh, the New York Long Path starts at 100, 172nd Street in uh, Manhattan. <laughs> wow. It, now, is that at all in uh, association with uh, the Trans Adirondack route? No, but I, I bet you could connect them um, if you if you were that if you had that much uh, gusto. I heard the Trans Adirondack is pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, we we just had the. Uh the creator of that Eric, Schl- Eric Schlimmer, I believe. Yeah. Eric Schlimmer. He, he, uh, kind of put it all together and there's a lot of like bushwhacking in it or, or it's off trail navigation, only like six or seven miles of it. Um, but there are tough six or seven miles and it's 235 miles through the Adirondacks. And he's like, it has a pretty high failure rate right now. <laughs> I so. bet res- respect to anybody who uh, who's completing that. That's that's crazy. That's a crazy one. Man, I, I yeah, I guess when it's just off trail, it makes it pretty difficult because he's like a lot of people will do the AT, then jump on that and quit about halfway through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been to the Adirondacks. I could I could see how um, it could really mess you up. Wow. Well, appreciate you sharing. I hope I didn't repeat too many of the questions that you had before. Oh, no, I think I think this was a lot of new new ground cover. So, uh, okay. yeah, it was my pleasure being on here, Mason. It was good to talk to you. Yeah, thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, look forward to following you. Awesome. Cool. Well, have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good all night. Right, see you. Bye. First of all, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us that you choose to listen to this show. If you'd like to help us further, you can leave a review on iTunes, share us with your friends, your family. It goes a long way to grow in the show. You can also support us financially through patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast. Link is in the show notes. And also, if you have an idea of who could be a good guest for the show, we're always looking for people to tell their story uh, about the outdoors or adventure. So if you know someone, please reach out. Email us at info at adventure sports podcast.com. And until then, get out there and have some fun. <laughs>